Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So how long do we have left before AI kills us? <laughs> That's a terrible way to start a show. Yeah, well, I think we need to concentrate on tech while we can. Oh, dear, oh, dear. No, 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 no. I preferred it when you said, um, uh, tell me what's happening or what's new or give me a raft of things. Well, I can I can try that. Let's have a raft of well, things then. before the smart yeah, fridges start attacking us. Okay. <laughs> you have been reading too many bad news stories, haven't you? Yes, far too many, far too many. Yes. Well, the big news is there is a new VR headset in town. Woo, woo. Yes. It is the Meta Quest 3 from Meta, and it's got a higher resolution, better performance, and it's more comfortable. Only right. kidding. That oh. did come out this week, but who cares, frankly. It's the Apple Vision Pro. So this is Apple's first, possibly last, AR headset, augmented reality headset, mm. yeah, which offers what they call spatial computing. So you stick this thing on your head, Mm. And you see whatever screens you want in front of you, mm. but you can see the world through it because it's festooned with cameras, cameras all over the place. There's cameras on the outside, cameras pointing mm. down, cameras pointing forwards, cameras on the inside. There are f- dozens of these cameras all over it. So what you see is a view of your room, wherever you happen to be, mm. with the screens that you choose spatially aligned in front of you and it's quite clever you can move things around and make them bigger and smaller and you get a nice little shadow underneath them so you can see how far back they are in the room relative to their right no controller which is a bit of a first because there have always been controllers with other vr headsets Mm. these ones to look at things, you just move your eyes around, and it does eye tracking. And icons animate when you look at them, so you can tell that you're looking at them. They'll be they'll be spelled E Y E cons, no doubt. Yes, they absolutely they should, shouldn't they? They've mm. missed a trick there. Yes, except they they want everything just to begin with the letter I. Yeah, they do. Okay. And to select things, you just tap your fingers together. Oh, and because there are cameras all over the place, you can have your fingers, you know, resting in your lap or on the side of your sofa or whatever, and you just little tap, and it selects. They're not in your pocket, presumably. Gestures to make things bigger, mm. but not in your pocket. Gestures mm. that would be scary. Mm. No, I don't want them to see what's in my pockets. Okay, right. to make things yes. bigger. And um, there, uh, you, you can either have a watch the movie you know in your room with a big screen or even cinema or on a mountain top or wherever you want to be you can have a vast screen in front of you two 4k monitors one for each mm. eye a very 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 high resolution if you've been working on your mac you have to have a mac of course to use one of these things mm. and you want to bring whatever's on your mac into your field of view you just look at your mac and then the screen that's on the Mac appears in front of you, floating in the air, as if by magic. 
Why do I get the impression that you're saving up to get one of these? Well, would that were the case? So let me carry on telling you a bit more about it before mm. we go on to how much the damn thing costs. <laughs> right. um, oh, it's gone from being something wonderful to being a damn thing now. Okay. It is. Right. <laughs> it's a virtual keyboard or open mm. just attach a Bluetooth keyboard to it. Mm. Um, it uses a system called EyeSight. We briefly touched on this last week, but now we've got the full details. So the problem with wearing VR goggles, as I know when I wear my Quest 2 and mm -hmm. my wife comes in and while well, I'm playing a game and just sees me wearing this headset, waving my arms around in some yes. bizarre way. While and I'm you can tell she's there because she's giggling. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Well, this will not only offer the, the pass-through, as I say, so you can see what's going on on the outside. And when someone comes into your field of vision, they then appear in front of you so that you can... You, you know, they'll come mm -hmm. in. But yeah. also, they can see your eyes through the headset. Ooh. Well, of course they can't. But what they can see is screens on the front of the headset that links to cameras inside the headset that shows your eyes, shows what your eyes are looking at and like. Okay. right. It's terribly clever. And if they're slightly to the side, then they get a side view of your eyes. <laughs> if you are immersed in doing something, which you probably are, if you've got all these headsets on, then it'll be slightly cloudy, so they can see that you're busy. If you're watching a movie, it'll be completely opaque, so that you don't get disturbed by by them coming in and, and watching it. Oh, okay. Uh, they, it also uses a uh, what they call the uh, 3D camera. So it uses the outside cameras on this thing, and they give a demonstration of it. So if you've got a kid's birthday party, for example, mm. then when you're wearing this headset, it'll capture the scene in glorious 3D, and then you can play it back at any time in glorious 3D. Although, frankly, the idea of going to your your son's birthday party wearing VR goggles seems a little bit bizarre. Well, I was going to ask, ones. what do they look like to other people, apart from the fact that they can sort of see your eyes somehow? But, I mean, do you look but, as silly as was the, the Mega Mega Meta Quest 2? Well, they look like ski goggles, actually. Very mm. much like ski goggles, because the glass on the front makes it look like glass mm. on the front. It isn't actually glass on the front. It's actually a glass screen on the front. Yes, I've got an image now of, sort of lots of commuters all sort of wearing these things go to work. It looks like it was resembling something out of Metropolis. It would look very odd. Metropolis? Yes. Well, the science fiction goes, that's going back quite a long way, isn't it? Well, yes. Mm. Okay. But um, okay. It's, it's the one thing I think of hordes of people behaving like automatons. Yes. <laughs> Automata. Automata? Yes, indeed. Yes. I apologise. So the big news is how much does it cost? Well, Apple have been rather coy about this, and in telling you how much it costs, they start off by telling you this. Oh, in that case, I'll pray this. If you purchased a new state-of-the-art TV, surround sound system, powerful computer with multiple high-definition displays, high-end camera, and more, <laughs> you still would not have come close to what Vision Pro delivers. Aha. Now I can see what so they're doing there. It's giving you a bit of an idea there, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So let's. If let's you bought, if you bought a millionaire's yacht, you'd probably end up spending yes. more than this. Is that the next <laughs> argument? Yes. Okay. You want to hear the next one? Yeah. Apple Vision Pro starts at $34.99. That's very cheap. They just rattled off $34.99. $34.99. It's fine. Three and a half thousand dollars. Oh, not only £35. Oh, right. No. Starts. 
at three and a half thousand dollars and it makes you wonder who's going to buy these things and as they say yes it is probably cheaper than buying a new cinema tv and sound system but what kind of sad old gits are sitting there by themselves watching the cinema on their vr headset yeah well exactly the same people as we're going to buy this i imagine Actually, people are about this, but I honestly cannot imagine who they think their audience. Assume is. it was much cheaper. Assume it was. I don't know. Uh, uh, I can't remember how much, accounting for inflation, the first iPhones were. But I mean, assuming it's just a grand or something, which is is yes. more affordable. Do you think it would be any use to anybody anyway? I mean, I'm the wrong person to ask because I remember thinking the iPad was useless, and now I couldn't do without it. Oh, exactly. Well, they Apple do have a habit of begging out things that people have never heard, like the iPhone, which was, you know, absolutely revolutionary. And and did you say the iPad? Um, are people going to buy this? Well, not in their hundreds of thousands, certainly not in their millions. Mm. I Honestly, at that price point, I don't know who's going to buy it. Of course, the big killer is, is games. So here's a list of games you can play on it. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, there have awesome. been lots of these um, AR sort of type or headsets haven't there i mean going back to google glass and that sort of yes. thing none of them have yes. really got anywhere well, the oculus the oculus quest 2 certainly yeah. uh, has has done very well because it's a very good standalone headset but that's mostly just um, for games isn't it it is partly for games you can also do the 3d um modeling in it which i've tried mm. and which works reasonably well uh, and of course, you can use it to enter the the, the metaverse, where you'll find um, nobody <laughs> roaming empty prairies with tumbleweed yes. rolling along, and yes. just Mark Zuckerberg standing in the corner, looking sorry for himself. Yes, yes. So also, yes, it's it's, uh, and with this, they they do a big thing about how you can do FaceTime on it. So when you're doing FaceTime, you're in your room, and you can see the other people you're talking with floating. Mm in the air in front of you but what can they see because obviously you're not looking at the screen and you haven't got a camera in front of you well you've got several cameras inside your headset so what it does is when you first use it it does a scan of your face mm-hmm. then when you appear in video chat to other people there is a 3d simulacrum of you i won't call it an avatar because it's rather more than that that looks like you, or as much like you as uh, as it can manage, and it captures your mouth and eye movements through the various cameras, and then maps them onto this avatar. So it looks like a kind of slightly plastic you standing there. Very odd. Did, did really you count odd. how many cameras there are? You keep talking about how many. I started to count, but I haven't got enough fingers, oh, so okay. I gave up. Extraordinary. It um... does seem extraordinary, doesn't it? It sounds like it's over-engineered. It sounds like it could do a lot fewer things and be more attractive. Yes. And if there was sort yes. of a basic model and people liked it, they might then want to spring for a more expensive one. Is it maybe they're going the wrong way about it? I think it's quite possible that they will bring out a more basic model. Because this is called the, the Pro, meantime, isn't it? It is called the Pro, yes. I don't know how they can decide what to miss out. Mm. But uh, you know, we'll we'll wait and see what happens. What happens next? I haven't yet well, got my hands on one. That maybe sometime before I can. <laughs> okay. Well, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. And of course, the headset was just one of the announcements Mm -hmm. that Apple made at WWDC, the Worldwide Developer Conference, where they it's their it's their annual shindig for developers, people who write software, Mm. uh, get them together and show them the latest kit, tell them what's coming. And they also gave a preview of iOS 17, which is the next iteration of the operating system that runs on Mm -hmm. iPhones and a similar version of it that runs on iPads. Uh, A a range of uh, improvements. But uh, there are three that really stand out to me. Uh, no, four, actually. One is, you know, when you're you're in a meeting and you get a phone call and you, you sort of let it go to voicemail. Mm. Either it's someone you don't know or it's yes, yes. it might not be urgent. iOS 17 will give you a live transcript of the voicemail that the other people are leaving. So you can see it while they're leaving it. And then you can decide whether to answer the phone or not, depending on what they're saying. Mm, okay. That's I think it's very intriguing. Yeah. Very clever. Yeah. When you phone someone. I actually, up, ah, now that's intriguing because ah. I am watching one of Apple's TV shows at the moment called The Morning Show, which I was going to recommend to you. And there is a bit in the second season, which must be set, at, I don't know when they made it. In, of course, being Apple TV, they've got access to Apple products. And there's a guy looking at his voicemail messages and there are words on the screen. And I'm wondering if they've somehow insinuated that into the program to show oh, people maybe. what it's capable of. I saw that just last oh, night and thought, thought it was a bit odd. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anyway, you were going on. Sorry. It's just... Yes, every, on Apple, when you watch anything on Apple TV, everyone uses Apple computers, of yes. course. Well, yes. that's true. And why not? Ted Lasso, for example. All the yes. footballers have iPhones yes. and, and Apple laptops yes. and iPads. Yes. yes. They probably all got Apple, Apple Vision Pro headsets now. They, they almost certainly are <laughs> playing with them on. <laughs> so innovation number two, mm. uh, when you phone someone up, your picture appears on the iPhone screen. You can now design the picture that you want to appear on their screen with mm. photographs of you, with captions, with your name in whatever font you want, or whatever size. You can stick it behind your head if you like. Quite cute, really. So you can mm. tell what people see when you phone them up. Uh, AirDrop, which is a way of sharing information Mm. between phones or phones and computers. You can now AirDrop or will be able to AirDrop between two iPhones simply by bringing them close to each other. Hmm. It's quite clever. Don't need to go through any AirDrop routine. It's quite close. Yes, not that AirDrop works perfectly all the time in my experience. Not that it works perfectly all the time, but when it does work, it's really good. It's very useful. I agree. Yes, yes. And the biggest of all, autocorrect. And autocorrect does drive us crazy when it corrects mm. things. But let's hear... Uh, yes, Apple unlike you correcting me, me with plurals of things. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Capital incorrect. Is... No, but I got it right. That was correct. Yes, correct I know. Yes, I incorrect. Correct. That is true. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Yes. So here is Craig Federighi telling you about autocorrect. 
If an autocorrection isn't quite what you wanted, tapping the underlined word shows what you originally typed with the option to quickly revert back to it. And in those moments where you just want to type a ducking word, well, the keyboard will learn it too. Now, that's actually interesting because Apple, a very prudish company, yes. has, they have prevented you from typing uh, rude words. Well, they haven't prevented, but every time you do, uh, it, it auto-corrects it. Yes. And I was thinking, what a genius bit of explanation that was. <laughs> Yes. How do they explain that you can now type a word that they obviously they couldn't say in the keynote? Yes, it's, it's the rugby word, rucking. It's for people it in is, the scrum. Yes. yes, yes, I know. Yes. When you just want to type a ducking word, yes. brilliant. I don't know how long it took them to come up with that formulation. But anyway, so you can now swear on your phone that it won't try and um, sanitize Yes. I, I, anyway, that's coming I, out. I, I do use use an app, Apple phone, but I, I haven't even bothered to work out what the last few iterations of iOS can actually do. I know you do, and you're very interested in it. I just Ooh, want it to I work am. the way it does at the moment, so I never bother finding out what the new things are. There never seems to be a very easy way of finding out. You ask me. Well, th I'll tell you. yes, that's what I usually do. Yes, absolutely true. And then you use a ducking word. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Okay, but not everybody has access to you, except through this podcast, of course. Um, um, there ought to be a very simple thing saying, since the, since the last update, this is what it now will do. Well, it does tell you, when you update, when you turn on your phone, it tells you what the new things are and offers to give you a tour. If you just say, no thanks, I don't think I'll bother. Well, yes, but because if you're busy then, you want to do it later, but I've never worked out how to go back to it. Uh, you're just sitting there saying, where's my rotary dial gone? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Quite right. And come on, why can't I ring the operator and say, please connect me to Whitehall 1212? Yes. Exactly. Right. Let us move on then. Far too much about Apple now. Right, let's move on. Far too much about Apple. Let's move on to autonomous cars, which, as we've said, will be hitting our streets. I mean, not anytime soon, but... Eventually. Hitting your streets and hitting pedestrians not, we have. And hitting pedestrians. Well, this is interesting. The question is, how would pedestrians react to a car that doesn't have a driver? And this is something that has really been bothering the University of Nottingham. So what they've done is they've taken a Nissan Leaf and they put a driver in it, but they've disguised the driver as a car seat. Haven't we had this before? Headgear. Well, we had something similar, but yes, they're actually yes, doing yes. it on the streets now with, right. with a headgear that looks like a headrest. Hmm. So it looks to people on the street like there's no driver. And then they've experimented with three different types of LED display on the front of the car. So one being just an eye, and the eye moves from side to side to indicate awareness, mm -hmm. and it blinks to show that it's recognised you. Well, I think it's yes. quite subtle. The The second way is um, having a text on there. So uh, a little face with prompts saying, I have seen you, for example, on the front of the car. And the third way is what they describe as vehicle-centric language. And I have no idea what that means, and I couldn't find out any explanation. So what okay. they're doing, they're looking at ways that they can make cars, because normally, if you're about to cross a road, there's a car coming, you'll look at the driver to make sure that they've mm. seen you. If there's no driver, it's very important that the car can somehow signal to you that, yes, I have seen yes. you, or no, I'm going to run you down it, on that. Fine, fine in that instance, but there's just one, one person and one car. But in most crowded cities, of course, the car will be blinking at thousands of people all the time. Yes. 
Well, yes. I thought, well, and, and I actually find it quite hard now. To, yeah. It's also quite hard now to see into some cars. I don't know whether it's tinted windscreens or what, but I mean, quite often I find on a, a zebra crossing, I really won't cross. Even if I can think I can see some driver gesticulating saying go, oh. I'll wait until they actually s- stop. Um, oh. I think a lot of cars are quite hard to see into now. Anyway, they are. Well, I'm glad they're looking at it. The idea of a, of a, of a giant eye coming towards me blinking at me um i'm not sure would reassure me very much <laughs> but maybe What's i'm just being antediluvian and uh, old-fashioned so where do we go now well let's move on to um, a bit of ai mm. and we um have not uh, talked about ai so far but we've got some positive ai mm. for a change which i think would be would be rather nice terms and conditions Terms and conditions are the bane of yes. everyone's life. Well, you, you have to agree to before you can do just about yes. anything online yes. or on your phone. No one reads them. Obviously, you can't read them, but you have yes. to tick a box saying you've read them. Yes, because we, we, we discussed ages ago when you used to actually get a booklet with your with your Apple computer. There used to be something yes. saying, by opening this, you agree not to develop nuclear weapons. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Or not to use this computer to do so. Yes. Yes, yes. I mean, terms and conditions, they're the equivalent of what used to be called small print in the mm. days when it was printed at the bottom of whatever yeah. contract. Yeah, yeah. Intentionally tall, too small to read because they didn't want you to read it. Well, the University of Portsmouth is developing an artificial intelligence module. So you copy and paste the terms and conditions into their module. Hmm. And it'll flag up anything that's unusual by comparing it to a lot of similar terms and conditions or anything that doesn't meet legislative standards and that'll alert you to bits that you actually do need to read in case they might be troublesome that actually yeah, seems clever. rather rather clever yes absolutely it I does go along with that one it does, doesn't it okay. yes hmm. i thought you'd excellent. like that excellent good what now so we move on to let's have a go for our crowdfunding time of the week shall we why not So you're trying to go to sleep on a plane, and it's uncomfortable. You can get these padded neck cushion things, but they don't work very well. Or you can just rest on the shoulder of the person next to you, accusing the person next to you is larger than you. And, and somebody you know. <laughs> and yes. somebody you know, ideally. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, a, this is the curious one. This is the true rest. The true rest is a padded face-shaped ring. Have you ever had a massage, face down on a massage? Or into an no, but I've seen pictures. Well, they I've have these holes in the table hmm. when you go to an, an osteopath and you hmm. stick your face in it. Otherwise, you're supposed to be face down. And hmm. it's like one of those. It's a, it's a vaguely face-shaped hole. And it's on a stick. And you lean forward and stick your, rest your head in this with your face resting in the hole. Hmm. And But here's the curious part. So it attaches. Obviously, you've got to attach this to something. Hmm. And it attaches to that most stable of devices, the tray table. Not just for the tray table, but to the front edge of the tray table, which is the least stable part of what is a very unstable thing to start with. And the idea is that you're sitting there with your face resting in this whatever it is device for your sleep. It looks pretty stupid. You come out of it with a big red ring around your face and they are asking $145 for this. They have raised over £35,000 so far, which somebody must think it's a good idea. But honestly, it does seem really bizarre. So you can't keep sleeping once they 
come into land because they won't let you have the tray table there. If there's turbulence, I wouldn't want to be resting on a front edge of a tray table in turbulence. You wouldn't. It's it's all very, very strange. Right. We might have time anyway. for one very quick one, if you'd like. Otherwise, we can just say goodbye. Um, that's uh, what I was going to tell you about uh, Colonel Tucker Hamilton, who was the Go chief of AI test and operations in the US Air Force. And mm. um, they did a simulation of AI running drones mm. and at a point where the operator told the drone not to go ahead and uh, kill the threat the AI realized it would lose points for not killing it and then tried to kill the operator and when they reprogrammed it to say actually you lose points for killing the operator it then tried to destroy the communications tower so the operator couldn't tell it not to not to execute its task so bloody the in bloody hell indeed <laughs> the army u.s army says no this never happened and they went on to say um the well, they said that about roswell were, as well yes the yes. colonel's comments were taken out of context and were meant to be anecdotal so the chief of ai test and operations said this happened and now they're saying it doesn't happen of course on the basis you'd never believe anything until it's been officially denied i believe every word of oh. it well if they are going to take over and kill us all we may as well get one of those apple headsets as soon as possible because absolutely we'll take lock it with ourselves us. away in our bunker yeah yes. absolutely yeah. yes yes yeah. yes well thank you <laughs> on that cheery note we shall say goodbye to gadgets and gizmos for this week but steve cap will be back with more at the same time next week is it a gadget is it a gizmo no it's gadgets and gizmos with steve kaplan and simon rose